Hey, Zero Block 30 listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Pride members can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball Nip. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball Nips and have a great time on the golf course. Revely, revely, revely. Welcome back to another edition of Zero Block 30. Today is a special episode for a couple of different reasons. One, it is the Navy's birthday. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought this stuff was because my birthday's on Saturday. Are you, so you 47, guys... Cons? 247. Attention to detail. Oh, 247. Well. Oh, but you know what is good? It's an Oscar the Grouch cake, and the Navy is trash, so that's very apropos. Well, don't See. worry. I still got gifts so for all of you. So you take a shot at the service instead of the school and the football team. The entire All the sailors mm-hmm. are bad. They, their service doesn't matter. We're going to celebrate you today on this show. Uh-huh. We also have to celebrate our 503rd episode. Woo! Or something like that. Are we sure it's 503? No. No. We just know we passed 500 and then we didn't realize it. We we totally "Uh forgot about it. Well, not us forgot about it. I think our coworkers and our bosses forgot. Everybody else gets these balloons. Tiffany, oh, balloons. Oh, part of my take that's 324 episodes. Oh, balloons. We don't get a balloon. The song and dance that gets done for every other podcast here and all their milestones they celebrate like showing up on a tuesday oh it's let's throw them a party mm-hmm. meanwhile we're one of the oldest podcasts at barstool sports mm-hmm. go ahead and check i want we Me, and think we're just if any podcast here would get thanked for their service it would be us no but yeah seriously or thanks for our freedom if you listen to fridays episode true or mondays episode, so big episode today yo next round is about to start you ready yeah yeah just shopping for a car in carvana for real yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. But we have four rounds of the magazine today. Round number one, you're going to have to watch that on YouTube. If you're listening on the audio version, we are going to be doing uh, PFT Shaved Me. So I lost a bet to PFT Commenter from part of my take. I lost a bet to him week one of the NFL season. Mm -hmm. If you watched last week, I I lost to Kate as well. I just got to stop betting on the Jags. Yeah. PFT wanted to, we had a cream bet is what we called it. Getting creamed. I'm getting creamed. I got shaved and creamed up and he shaved my beard off where I now have a mustache. If you want to watch that, go to round number one in the YouTube. It'll start basically as soon as you play there. Um, Round number two, our favorite branch of Homeland Security is back at it again. This time, they're not being a bunch of narcs and taking narcotics off the high seas. This time, they rescued some fellas that have been capsized 25 miles off the coast surrounded by sharks and actively getting attacked by those same Coast sharks. Coast Guard, Coast Guard, Coast Guard. The video is legitimately crazy. Like mm-hmm. when, yes. when a Coast Guard video goes viral, 
I think that those videos are more interesting than any other branch of service. Yes. They're only, I think there's two. If you're doing something insanely awesome in a plane, like a fighter jet, and mm -hmm. you're going over, like when they go over New York, for example, and you see the skyline that you, you know when they're in a jet, I think that's awesome. Other than that, my favorite military video that we've talked about since we've been doing this show is when the Coast Guard went on that yeah. narcotic submarine. Yep. Jump on the jump on Open the fucking hatch. Yeah. Open the fucking I would love to do that job. I had no idea those jobs were even in the Coast Guard. Uh, I love. Well, well we're gonna not, suck the we're gonna suck the Coast Guard off in round number two <laughs> on the Navy's birthday. Yeah. Round With three, consent. in a very different and more pure example of the military, one unit, an Army unit, cons lost. Wait for it. Wait for it. An M2 50 caliber machine gun. A That's a pretty big cal. weapon. That's a pretty big one. It's a hefty one. Uh, it is. And the quotes from that are absolutely incredible. I can't wait for you to hear. Round number four, good initiative, bad judgment is not a phrase or a mindset for all militaries. I read a, a really interesting article from Real Clear Defense about why ours works well. And it's interesting to see other branches or other countries' military and how they set theirs up and different and how ours is different mm -hmm. and i also want to highlight the difference in our branches of service because not all of our branches of service do it the same either yeah. so that'll be fun all right here we go round number one pft commenter me getting shaved up i think kate was there too i was there yeah, i there. was there I my memory's it. not great kate was there yeah here it is time to go to the youtube page right now go search zero block right 30 now. subscribe and go double night pants all right i have to Comment, because I haven't seen you this week until today. Mm -hmm. I think this is such an improvement. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. Because I think your beard is okay when it doesn't get super long and, yeah. it's, uh, you, it and you keep it tight. But when it gets long, word. it's like all over the place and not good. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a good groomer. Seeing I, food get stuck in it makes me want to die. And yeah, here, I'll here I'll, yeah. I'll say something else nice. I think you have good skin. So to cover it up is not great. I think the mustache works. Yeah, and great maybe if we we, we trim it just a little so it's not like as yeah, I crazy. haven't gone home yet. I might trim it up, but yeah. I also might yeah, I might mm -hmm. have the little whoopsie do. Sure, I need a little whoopsie sure like you're you know life. like yeah. a mixologist in Brooklyn. Or who is that Yosemite Sam? Right. Yes. I always liked when story. guys in the military had a mustache because I knew a lot of times it would would be in regs, but it made some of the higher ups crazy because yeah. it did look kind of because silly. they look like shit in and uniform. They look like shit. I Every time. Are you kidding? I loved it. And I always what? thought, I always thought, this is a fun guy. If you have a mustache in the military, you're a fun guy. So I, was, I always thought shit bag. I uh, did. Well, which is fun. As we remember, I did the mustache <laughs> yeah. last year for, for a little while. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to bring it back earlier this year. So when I go home today, I'm going to shave into a mustache because okay. actually Alex hates my beard. And, well, then and I'll grow, I think your beard I'll looks great. See, Thank I you. Thank you. Say that again for her to hear. The opposite side of me looking worse are <laughs> me we're looking worse with the beard you look better with the beard T tell my wife and you know who else does barstool nate much better yeah with great with a beard mm -hmm. well i, I gotta i have to succumb tails. and i'm gonna be doing just the mustache and kate's like mustache looks great too it does if you catch me in the right light i do truly have one it's not it's not a joke I get so the whole, the whole squad's doing mustaches mm -hmm. oh, love 100%. it that's love one of it. my favorite tiktoks is like oh what did you do to your hair it looks so nice and then the tiktok guys go like rub their wife's lip or whatever. They're like, get out of here. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> has hair, folks. All right, All right. sorry. One other thing okay. I have to ask for clarification from Kate. You guys were talking about the bet, so you're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Do you pronounce it Jaguars because you're trying to be funny, or is that how you think it's pronounced? 
I think she does it because I do it. That's the way we Jaguars? pronounce it in Florida. What? Everybody Jaguars? Jaguars. Yeah. You say it very pronounced Jaguars. Yeah, that's what I say too. I've always just said that. I also say okay. things wrong like Albany. It's apparently it's Albany. <laughs> I say Albany. I don't know. I just have always. I kind of like <laughs> Albany better than Albany. I think Jaguars sounds too fancy. We're not fancy. It's no. Duval, Florida. It's mm-hmm. Jaguars. Yeah. So like the British, you know, they have the the, the car company. They Jaguar. actually pronounce Jaguar. it like three yeah. syllables, like Jaguar. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Okay. Get it out of just here. just wanted to clarify. All right, we can continue now. All right, Sorry. let's move on to the next round. It's round number two. We're going to talk a little bit about the Coast Guard. What do we have here, Catherine? Well, wait. Before we do, I do want to celebrate the Navy birthday a little okay, bit. Okay. I feel like it's important. I got a green weenie cake here, mm-hmm. and I got 247. It's the 247th birthday. It's a green weenie cake. Yes, it is. Is the joke. Mm-hmm. Because the green weenie. Green weenie you're always yeah. getting fucked I don't by know the if green the green weenie. weenie joke applies to the Navy because they use blue. Um, but the blue weenie or the green weenie will still work. We understand what oh, it means. Oh, the green weenie will find anyone anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I read this really powerful statement this morning from the Chief Naval Operations Admiral, Michael so M. Gilday. Good. I'm so glad you included it. And like we have the Marine Corps birthday ball message and this he released on behalf of the Navy. And mm. I thought it was so powerful that I was like, you know what? We'll start everybody's weekends off by it's, sharing this. Especially in this political climate. It's yep. really nice to finally see someone that is speaking for and behalf of the truth and know that the troops are the ones that are going to be listening, knowing your audience. And this, yes. this definitely shows that he Chief knows Chief of Naval audience. Operations, Admiral Michael M. Gilday. And this is what he said. Um, 247th birthday of the Navy. We are going to float around in the ocean so fucking hard this year that mm. your head is going to spin. And our new boogie board platoons are going to knock your dicks off. Mm. So watch out for that in the coming year. Happy birthday, sea people. Also, just a reminder, all ships have a poop deck. Carry on. And I just thought, isn't that nice? It is nice. Not divisive, just something that brings everybody together. So we're just so grateful for the Navy. Happy birthday, Navy. Yeah, happy birthday, Navy. Now on to the Coast Guard. Mm -hmm. Now on to the Coast Guard. We didn't have any good Navy stories. You guys really need it. And ladies need to get this shit together. I know. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Round number two. The U.S. Coast Guard witnessed a scene straight out of Jaws on Sunday, October 9th, when it found the crew of a sunken fishing boat fighting off sharks in the Gulf of Mexico. All three men were plucked in the water out of the water just in the nick of time and rushed to a hospital. Two of them suffered shark bites to their hands, and one was showing signs of hypothermia. Okay, so I want to ask here, if you're with your squad, you get you're doing this. I think my brain... Obviously, I'm worried about getting bit by sharks. Mm-hmm. At some point when I'm chilling there in the middle of the night, because being there at night would be fucking terrifying. So terrifying. Yep. Like, even during the day, it's terrifying. When the sun starts to set, you'd be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. What do you think your conversations would be like in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning, floating, trying not to get bit by sharks? Oh, gosh. I don't even know if there would be conversation going on. Because oh, I, I think, think your mind would be. would be racing so many different directions. I don't think you could focus on having a conversation. I definitely do. Because think about... In the midst of firefights, right after a firefight, when you're still super stressed out, some of those conversations that you would have would be ridiculous. Like, at least in my experience, like, those conversations were wild. I imagine at some point, these folks are talking about Netflix. Like, they're like, if we get out of here, dude, they're going to make a Netflix show out of this. Okay. I do think... makes sense. I do think... One, they're probably just continuously gassing each other up. Like, Mm -hmm. we got this. Come on, buddy. Like, we're going to get through this, blah, blah, blah. Um, But two, I do think when people survive stuff like this, it's because they are 
thinking hopefully. And so I bet mm-hmm. there was a lot of when we get home, we're going to do this X, Y, and Z. We're oh, going to yeah. like whatever. Yeah, same thing. Same I, principles. Maybe really. they're talking about what surprised. they're going to have to eat. When yeah, they yeah. same exact principles. I think because those are you always want to go home. Like when you're yeah. in a shitty situation, you like click your heels together metaphorically and you want to be back at home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When we were all deployed, I'm sure you guys always thought about like, oh, what, what's it going to be like when I get home from this deployment? What, oh, I'm already definitely. starting to plan on what I'm going to do, what kind of party I'm going to throw. So mm-hmm. I get that. I talked I, a big game about Chipotle, got home, my parents took me, got diarrhea right there yeah, in the store. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. But you're probably happy after eating like an animal. Well worth it. Those yeah. foods yeah. that are thick shits so that you can't get out, uh-huh. it probably feels good to grease the it was a treat. It's, it's been a, a while since I read on Bro- but what did Louis Zamperini say they did for those 47 days? He said he just hung out and like tried to catch like seagulls and right. stuff like that. It's basically just surviving. Like right. the, even just being out there and having for him the sun beating down on you, mm-hmm. even without all the other stressors, not being able to escape the sun on the ocean would be difficult. But, but they say positive mindset though. Oh, yeah, in the time. in the book Unbroken, they talk about that. And POWs like John McCain, they mm-hmm. talk about that. They would have fake birthday parties. They would like imagine whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We're totally speculating what these guys went through over this twenty four hour span. Um, but pretty incredible that they survived. The rescue happened twenty five miles off Empire, Louisiana. It's about fifty five miles south of New Orleans. It was later discovered the twenty four foot center console boat had sunk around ten a.m. Saturday, leaving the crew in the water for more than a day. A Coast Guard helicopter spotted the men on Sunday, and a rescue boat arrived on the scene and witnessed two of the boaters fending off sharks, along with injuries to both of the boaters' hands. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. So they were literally like punching sharks and trying so hard to keep them off their bodies that the sharks were eating their hands like they were chum. Um, two boaters were pulled from the water by the crew before additional injuries could occur. So truly it was like in the nick of time. These guys probably maybe had an hour right, now that blood was in the blood water. Blood was in the water. And all mm-hmm. um, yeah. The third boater was hoisted from the water by a helicopter. A Jayhawk helicopter took the three to a medical center in New Orleans where they are now in stable condition. We searched an area roughly the size of Rhode Island and are Jeez. thankful to have, mm-hmm. because it took about 10 hours for the family because people go fishing. They're out for a long time. Right. Yep. So who you're knows when the boat's on? You probably not think until it's completely dark and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, when you're going that far out, you just already know you're in for a long day just to get out that far. And I feel right. like a lot of fishermen are like, don't bug me, Brandy. Right. I'm mm-hmm. fishing. Well, you know, I also wonder, that far off from months. the coast, do you even get cell phone service? Oh, right. definitely not. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, absolutely exactly. not. We searched an area roughly the side of Rhode Island and are thankful to have found these missing boaters, said Lieutenant Commander Kevin Keefe. If the family member had not been notified, uh, had not notified the Coast Guard, and if these three boaters were not wearing life jackets, this could have been a completely different outcome. That's a huge thing on my TikTok algorithm. I get a lot of, like, especially, I think, living near Jersey, a lot Mm -hmm. of boaters trying to go through those channels between the Uh islands. Yeah. And all the time, they'll have like five kids in the front with no life jackets on and people with no life jackets. And every single time in all these accidents, they're like, everything would have been fine if they had a life jacket mm-hmm. on. I feel like, thank God these guys had theirs on. It's weird how triggering that is once you're like, <laughs> when you have kids. Like, even me, oh, when yeah. I see 
kids on the highway, like floating around in the back seat and doing whatever. I'm like, you piece of shit. Put your kid yeah. in the car seat, you asshole. Yeah. But it's here, like, I feel like a lot of super experienced boaters might not even keep them on their boats anymore. Like, thank God these guys had them on their boats. I think and you they have were, to, though. I no, saw no. pictures, too. And they, you do have you to. You have to, because if the Coast Guard. Mean people don't, no, that I know. Mean people do. But yeah, because if the Coast Guard comes by and says, yeah, like, show in. me a, uh, a life vest for every person on this yeah. boat. Mm hmm. And you, you can get, get in, in big trouble and get a sure. ticket for yeah. that. Yeah. Another way the Coast Guard is, is good. Anyway, uh, they said, we appreciate the assistance of the boating public who were instrumental in helping identify possible areas where these boaters could have been operating before the vessel became in distress. So that's awesome. The boating community, like, got their maps out and tried to help as best they could. Mm -hmm. Investigators have not said what caused the boat to sink, but the mishap left the men without any means of communicating their location. Mm. So literally, that's crazy. they don't know if anyone knows they're missing. They don't know if anyone knows their possible location. And like I said, they were in the water for over 24 hours in the pitch dark of night. Like mm -hmm. I blogged this and I talked about when we used to go surfing in California and we go out past the breakers and you're sitting on your surfboard and you're looking down at your legs and you start to get this feeling of panic. You start mm -hmm. thinking about Jaws. Yeah. You start yeah. thinking, about, imagine being, and this was in the middle of the day with like a ton of people around me. I cannot imagine, like when I go out on like relatives boats out in the ocean, I don't want to jump out of the boat. I'm like, no, not here where I that can't That deep be. water, it makes you nervous? It makes me fucking nervous. I cannot imagine. Like again, they had multiple lacerations on their hands almost down to the bone. I, there's pictures, not only just on their hands, but their life jackets were getting ripped at by the sharks. Yeah. Like there's, there was pictures on one of the articles that I read um, from the Sun Herald, and it actually had the pictures of their orange light vest and you could see where the sharks had like ripped it, where it was frayed at the end. So there, I mean, think about where that shark is. Yeah. It's like at your fucking chest and yeah. biting at you. How terrifying. Nightmare. I need to know, I'm, you know, I'd imagine at some point they'll come out and say what actually happened, but to go down so quickly that they couldn't send out a distress call and you're out in the middle of no, it's not like they maybe like hit a rock or something like what could have happened that sunk them so quickly they couldn't send out any sort of distress i mean i think it's and you have to think in the moment like if you if something happens and you get a hole that size you have a couple options if what you start taking in water that's your main objective right now get the water out sure, of the boat sure and then once it goes down if the if it goes down at the bow and you you have your communications you're fucked right yeah so i'm just Crazy. curious to find out how this actually all went down yeah, yeah, I'm sure more details will come out soon. But yeah, again, definitely like, when there's a Netflix movie about it. Yeah. These men are alive. <laughs> sure. No, they definitely had to be flying back in the helicopter. Like, guys, we are going to get a bag from Netflix. I think they were probably just story. laying there exhausted and <laughs> wanting their moms to give them a hug, yeah. is what I would imagine. Crazy. Let's move on to the next round where we're going to talk about a story that I am super excited about. This one, we're going to do a little bit of machine gun goofing. This first came across my periphery, not to use a fancy wow. word. That's, a, that's an officer Shout word right there. First came across my periphery, I was scrolling on Twitter, and I think it was Steve Bainon who yep. did this story for Military Times, and the, just the tweet was like, this unit has lost a 50 cal, and I scrolled back up to I had to do a double take. I was like, a 50 cal? Because, I mean, mm -hmm. those things are big, and they are heavy, and yeah. it's like, how the fuck? Yeah, it's like, I, the, like the half of this desk, probably. <laughs> yeah, They're huge. pretty big, and I wanted to give Steve a shout-out, because this is from like a military website, military.com or Army Times or whatever. This is the most I've ever seen anybody capture the spirit of in <laughs> yeah. junior enlisted soldiers. It is unbelievable the job Steve did here with mm -hmm. the quotes. Uh, let's start going through the story. An Army base in Washington state spent part of the long holiday weekend searching for a missing part to a 50 cal machine gun, the latest incident after the service was criticized for lost weapons. Soldiers with Joint Base Lewis McCard's 
McCord's Ghost Brigade had their four-day weekend cut short on Friday for what soldiers lamented as classic army debacle involving the missing piece of equipment, a firestorm of rumors, and what one soldier described as an out-of-season Easter egg hunt. Um, one of the things I miss most about the military is the rumor mill. Oh, yeah. The Lance Corporal. Oh, it gets going. Underground. It gets going. It's underground, right? Yes. Yeah. Meeting up in the smoke pit on a Monday morning after people fucked up over the weekend oh, yeah. and hearing the whispers of what was going down. God. And the way that this goes down, you just know what the people are talking about. As soon as they get word, everybody has to come look for this weapon. You, in a four-day weekend, you're like, mother. Yeah, because yeah, everybody yeah. has plans. Who the fuck did it? Oh, yeah. that turd. Yeah. Like, as soon as the rumors start going, it's this article. Oh, accusations flying. The receiver assembly of an M250 cal machine gun went missing from 2nd Battalion, 3rd Infantry Regiment's staff duty area and triggered an all-hand search that, for most of the rank and file, lasted a little over 12 hours. But it resulted in an army investigation that was still ongoing Monday. And we haven't talked about what, like, staff duty, you're just basically in charge. You're one of the higher ranking people. Usually it might be a captain, a major. It could also be like a staff sergeant, gunny, or first sergeant if you're in the Marine Corps when you have this staff duty. When you have in staff duty, one of your responsibilities is to go around to all the different barracks, all the different headquarters buildings, depending on the staff duty that you do. And you have some checks that you have to make. Mm -hmm. One of those checks can involve weapons. So, like at boot camp, Kate, I'm sure you remember, or maybe not, there's whenever you are counting off at the end of the day before you go into the rack, you have to say, we have 53 rifles, 53 foot oh, lockers, yeah. and it's all secured because you have an accurate account of what you have. This staff duty officer must have shit his or her pants yeah. the moment that they know it's gone because you don't want to be the one that's triggering the all hands look because no like, it can't it, no this is not right there's yeah. got to be yeah and you something. spend time looking oh, first yeah, you before look. you let anybody else know what's up because you're you, oh sir yeah. ma'am this yeah. recruit yeah. can't find him too. It is And what's not interesting, because it, it wasn't the full M2. It was just part of the yeah. M2. So mm -hmm. I, I'm interested to see. That is, and it makes it a little bit better, but yeah. still not great. Yeah. Uh, the receiver assembly is essentially useless on its own, but had not been found, according to 7th Infantry Division spokesperson Major Brian Frago. A judge advocate's recommendation for a search of the base indicated the weapon component had likely been stolen. For 2-3 Infantry, along with Sister Battalion's 1-2 SBCT, the, scale started as soldiers, the scare started as soldiers were gearing up for the unit's upcoming expert infantry and expert soldier badge qualifications, two Army Special Skills badges. Operation of an M250 cal machine gun is part of the qual. So and they just had really all quickly, their gear laid out, mm -hmm. everything ready to go. We do gear checks all the time, yep. like you were saying. XYZ, everything was crossed. They had it. They knew they had it. So basically, though, the EIB is... Almost like if you don't have it in the infantry, in the army, you're looked down upon. But it's basically yeah. just saying you can do all the skills very well. You can do them timed. And it just – it's it's one of those things in the military that it's like an unspoken it requirement. It indicates proficiency. It, yeah. Correct. Correct. So according to Frago, the plan was to leave the gun with staff duty, a 24-hour post that typically includes one NCO, two soldiers, and one officer meant for – in case there's a field or emergency or reports after duty hours. So this was like a guarded hut with three different people of different ranks mm -hmm. that were supposed to be watching out for it. Um, in the event that off-duty troops wanted to practice operating the weapon over the four-day weekend, you could come in, you could practice assembly, disassembly, whatever you needed to, you know, practicing, putting it around. Anyways, in preparation for testing, an M2 had been signed over to this staff duty to allow soldiers to practice over the weekend. A soldier allegedly took the receiver 
which was out of sight of the staff duty troops. And again, how do you, these are huge. Like that prob, that piece of it alone, I think yeah. it weighs 32 pounds. Don't quote me on that, but mm-hmm. I think it's around 32 pounds. You're not just going in and picking it up. And You're putting not putting your cargo. this in your pants. Though yeah, I will say box. this. I will say this. One time at a frat party, you know, they have those big, <laughs> long paddles on the wall. Uh-huh. Like, okay, yes. Like the size of your leg long paddles. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're real, like, they get pissed if you touch that stuff in yeah. frats. Like, yeah. you can't mm-hmm. take our little, like, whatever. And these guys I think were, they call it an oar in the biz. Then or, It's like yeah. a big old oar. No, no, no you're no, talking no, about the paddles, paddles the, that they hit people with yeah, back yeah, in the, the day. Yeah, the butt paddles, the hazy yeah. paddles. Yes. Well, these guys were jerks, at least in my drunk mind. So I stuck a paddle all the way down my tight-ass jeans, pretended my leg was broken, and I hobbled <laughs> on out of there with their big old frat paddle. Could you do that with a uh, upper receiver of a uh, That's what I'm saying. M2? In a, in especially, I was wearing like pajama jeans out oh. that night. And I still made it through, I think, in my big cami pants. Yeah, I think I could hide one. I'm wondering now, though, because I guess maybe if you're tall enough, if you stuck it underneath your armpit and had it go down the length of your leg, like underneath your shirt, underneath your pants, you might be able to do it the way she just described. It's like 18 inches thick. This like, is no where way. it would be very conspicuous. I agree, but I'm just saying the these things are fucking huge. Yes, like, they not, are. You're not going to be able to walk out with it. Like, but I don't know. Maybe if it's on and one side. And that's the reason why they say people saw the person that did it. You know yeah. what? This okay. is going to circle back around. Hmm. They're letting women in the infantry now, and they're hiding 50 cal parts in their vaginas. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> then, a lot of scuttlebutt yeah. about that. A lot of scuttlebutt. Yeah. We're putting them in our vaginas. Oh no. Um, so a soldier allegedly took the receiver, which was out of sight of the staff duty troops. This created an opportunity. Opportunity for one awful person to create chaos. Here we go. Now yep. we're getting started with the soldier quotes. Uh huh. Um, it is unclear why or exactly when the soldier took the component. And I love. I think another thing I miss about the military is people just doing evil for the sake of doing evil, mm-hmm. just for the sake of causing chaos. Um, why but, though? I never did that. Oh man, because you're bored. Because you're bored. Right, right. Literally, yeah. uh, we had guys just like rip doors off the barracks and what and they were like why and it's like uh, they're like i don't know honestly i don't know why i did it i just did it uh just chaos for no reason frago said the staff duty discovered the component was missing and notified their chain of command per policy the brigade had been recalled to aid in the search for the sensitive an entire item. brigade so cons how many people is that typically uh, a few thousand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just all like online 3, police yeah. calling. Mm-hmm. And if you're the person who did it and you're just doing it to cause chaos, you're looking out your barracks window going, yes. Yeah. You're like Squidward. You, when they're, but, they're very, but SpongeBob and Patrick are very sad. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're miserable. looking out the blinds like, yes. It's so he's watching like SpongeBob and uh, Patrick just throw shit mm-hmm. down like, son of a bitch, we're yep. supposed to be at the bar. Based on sworn statements positively identifying a service member attempting to carry a 50 cal weapon system into the barracks and the fact that we have info that the weapon system has since moved around the footprint to circumvent discovery, you have probable cause to search the entire host footprint for the 50 cal weapon system. In this case, the footprint is a barracks and apparently a couple people are in cahoots passing this thing around to keep hiding it. The 50 cal weapon system that went missing from 2-3... Um, to include offices, barracks, motor pools, parking lots, and vehicles parked in those lots, the memo said. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. 
Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. This is so rare. Like, to have a health and comfort for an entire brigade mm-hmm. is so rare. Like, that was one of the responsibilities of dog handlers, that you would go to these types of health, health and comforts. One, you're looking for unexpended rounds, things like that, or you're looking for drugs. So going in, and but it's typically just one barracks at a time. For this commanding general, I assume it's a commanding general, to issue for the entire brigade is everybody else never with happens. everybody else with contraband in their bags is like son of a bitch god <laughs> yeah, damn but it but the thing about this is he has the probable cause to search the entire footprint because typically when you're having a 50 cal you can only search in things that a reasonable or prudent person considers likely to be in that area mm-hmm. so if you're in like a footlocker mm-hmm. you can open that somebody's drawer if it's not big enough to house it you're not supposed to go into it he's saying go through everybody's shit yep go through everyone's everything because he's pissed uh-huh. <laughs> a culprit was identified that afternoon according to a soldier involved in the search by evening the soldier had allegedly confessed to tossing the receiver into a dumpster <laughs> what at some that's point that's a heavy lift too yeah at some point the trash bin had been emptied and it's con and its contents including the machine gun oh, part no. had been hauled away it's just oh, that same no. scene from the office when michael and dwight because michael threw away into the trash can in the office he throws away the sales lead and mm-hmm. then that gets taken out and then michael runs after the trash <laughs> can yeah like they have to go to the dump and like look for this thing yeah Jeez. everyone obviously looked in their own arms rooms but very early on, there were indicators that the dumpsters were important. I love this. <laughs> yes. The rumor mill's going. Just checking the dumpsters, checking the dumpsters. Whether they were full or whether they were empty, obviously it sucked. That culminated <laughs> in an hour. I mean, there's only so many places you can fucking look, the soldier added. I mean, he's right. He's yeah. right. He's right. Yeah. The chaos resulted in many soldiers taking to social media to feed and stoke the rumor mill. Because you got nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the spouse's page is lighting up and there's Uh, whatever. In the army, when equipment gets lost, the response is typically to gather a group of soldiers to find the item that grows larger and longer. The item remains Give missing. Give me 15 volunteers right now. Yeah, who was it that lost the rifle again? Three, six. Three, six, Three, six yeah. lost it. And I mean, that became this huge thing. And that was Corps. just a couple, it was a couple M4s, right? Yeah. And you can buy those basically at Walmart. Like this mm-hmm. is, you cannot buy this at Walmart. Yeah, the shared punishment often results in frustration among those. And right, so like everyone, everyone thousands of people get their four-day weekend fucked. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's pissed and looking for whatever. Uh, but it also leads to what many service members call rumint or rumor intelligence about the event and perpetrator. One of the first instances of online scuttlebutt was a Reddit post titled, Who Else Lost Their Four-Day Weekend to a Stolen 50? From there, <laughs> several soldiers tapped into social media to weigh in, some alleging to know the rank and the state of mind of the perpetrator. It's like those um, CIA guys who, who are like getting to the mind of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, if I was a slance corporal, here's what I would do with that 50 cal thing right, <laughs> right. away. They're like retracing the steps. Um, and they also are starting scuttlebutt about what staff duty was doing when the component went missing. Cause that's another part. Like, again, that duty hut is fucked. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the one, if they were doing oncoming, cause that's what I would like to know if they're doing oncoming or offgoing, or if it disappeared during the middle of their shift. Yeah. Your only hope if you're the staff duty officer is that you notice it on oncoming because mm-hmm. then it's not on you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, whoever lost it, it is on you. Yep. Yes. That is your responsibility. Um, a 50 cal. That's is- legit. That's what Firewatch is. Yes. You're, you're watching the weapons that can fire. Yeah. Like that yes. is the reason why you have Firewatch. Yep. Uh, a 50 cal is nuts to go missing, the soldier told Military.com, though it was only the receiver. 
The search was silly. The guidance was to go walk around and look for it like you're doing an <laughs> Easter egg hunt. And then the part that was frustrating for everybody was once it was confirmed that there was somebody in custody, there was a long time between when what that allegedly happened and when people were allowed to go home. That makes I sense. also want to see that eruption of anger. Yeah. Because if, if they find out that somebody's in custody and they think they know where it is or that he's told them that it's at the dump or whatever – Everyone is like, well, then why the fuck are we here still? Yeah. That's yeah. the worst, too. You're just sitting around just waiting for information. You don't know what's going on. And it feels going like it's going to gonna last forever. And you know the news, whenever it starts to come down, it is going to be bad. Because mm -hmm. somebody yes. lost a 50 cal. It's going to be bad. So yeah. You're not getting that whole weekend, and you yeah. just absolutely know it. Hopefully that they find this thing. I would love to hear what happens when they actually find it. And I want to hear about the staff duty how it happened. So if yes. you know any of the details, reach out to us, um, cons at barstoolsports.com, and let yeah. him know what's going on there. Let's move Love on to it. the next round. This one, I'll set it up a little bit. So I was just reading through um, Rear Clear Defense. I like Real that. Clear Defense. I like that. Super website. Clear Defense. Not, not to be yeah. confused. It makes me feel smart because it's like a little academic, and I feel like I learn a little bit whenever I'm there. This was really interesting because they're talking about the different styles of leadership. Leadership. If NATO was to have a more full-scale war with Russia, he was basically talking about how those countries that are in the Eastern Bloc um, would work and how they operate and how we would work with them together. So let's move through this, Kate, and we will see. I'll have some thoughts on it. So this is someone imagining if we go to war with Russia? Right, and this okay. guy that did it is a professor. I don't remember his name, but he, he is a teacher of well, war damn games. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, shout out to you, whoever you are. Yeah, whoever Thank you, you for are. This. Uh -huh. Um You've got recent on-the-ground experience training a post-Soviet military. What was the biggest difference between the Georgian style of fighting on ours? So whoever wrote this, we'll figure it out. We'll um, I'm looking at it right now. They were just trained. So obviously they were just in the country of Georgia helping mm -hmm. to train those guys. Um, if you remember, when, we, when I was in Afghanistan, we had Georgian military people there, like pretty good amount. And mm -hmm. I was like, I think it was the first time I'd ever heard of the country of Georgia. And all those guys were built like... Like, brick shit houses, like brick shit houses, yeah. like corn-fed Nebraska, like I don't know what. Anyway, they look like <laughs> a bed steel into a pretzel. So the yeah. guy's name is Maurice Nalon. He graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy, commissioned as an infantry officer in the Marine Corps. Um, he deployed as a combat advisor to Bagram, and now he um, is teaching soldiers from the Republic of Georgia as part of the ISAF mission to provide long-term security to Afghanistan. So he's talking about how. The less, some of the lessons learned from Afghanistan and how we'll move forward if there is a larger scale conflict with either China or Russia. Okay, now we're ready. So he's saying like that one of the bigger differences between our military and, say, Georgia's military, there they don't have um, initiative or subordinate empower empowerment. So like our military pushes leadership and decision-making down to the lowest levels of command unless they make you read Message to Garcia, in which you just put right. the lotion on your skin and do what you're told. Um, but the Soviets prefer to ask for permission. The Soviets instill in their military that you better ask higher for permission before making a decision, or else you're going to get punished if you screw up. And, and like, go ahead. for us, they do, like, they train you the best they can, and they tell you there might be situations where you're on your own and you need to learn on the fly. If I get taken out, you become the leader, so you do have to make choices mm -hmm. on your own and learn it. And there, it's like, if... If I get taken out and suddenly you're the leader, you still better be asking who's well, above me. Well, it also sounds like next. to them it's like you are really hamstrung and can't do anything until you get that green light, whereas we have the yes. ability yeah. to make decisions. And potentially you might have to ask for some forgiveness, but you don't always ask for permission. And I, I, think, like, I think what Kate said, I think both of you are correct. Yeah. And I, this is the 
what good initiative, bad judgment is really supposed to be. Whenever you are in those positions, say you're doing some training, which we'll get into a little bit later in this article, but when you are doing that training, you have to tell the people everything that you're going to read, you're going to th- you you have to go through an ob- obstacle and be able to make the decision. And think about that from my Iraq and Afghanistan perspective. If you're out in a Humvee or if you're out in, on a convoy conjure leading it as a platoon leader, you get you run up on an IED. You no longer can go forward without route clearance or mm-hmm. a combat engineer. But do you want to sit there? The Russians from what I understand, they stay yeah. in that area until they are told by somebody else to go. We do not do that. Mm-hmm. We look at it tactically and decide where we need to go to make ourselves safe. And that's the difference between those armies and ours is that we are able to do that. And you hope you train your leaders well enough to know like, okay, it's probably not a good idea if we just sit in this road and, and wait for this thing to explode and wait for the engineers to show up. So let's find a better place that we can hang out while we're waiting on the engineers. Right. Yeah. So the next part, the interviewer on this article, he says, can you give an example of this mindset, something that you wrote about in your memoir? And the the guy that gets getting interviewed says, yes, we were in Germany and working with U.S. soldiers who ran IED training. Um, for our Georgian counterparts. I remember watching a fire team of Georgians go through the lane, identifying and navigating IEDs and other obstacles to execute their patrol. After finishing the lane, I saw a Georgian team leader go back and sort of um, surreptitiously. Serotypically, yeah. That's how you spell that word? Yeah, I that's not, never um, thought that yes. might be the first time I've ever seen that word spelled out, but that just means kind of like secretive. Right, and tell the next Georgian team leader, the one in the shoot, where the IDs are located. So in layman's term, this is an IED training alley, and whenever you're going to a place that has IED, this is what you do. You teach people how to identify the markers of an IED. Mm-hmm. So for that is either like disturbed dirt, or you might see a little piece of packaging go up, or you might see a wire that's there, or you might see a little clump of sticks or unmoved gra- or moved grass that doesn't match anything else well they're saying they thought that the training was just to get out of boys like right, you, yeah. you completed 100 percent, so they were cheating to know where it was mm-hmm. and our instructors when we're there were like that defeats the whole fucking purpose right you're not actually learning yeah. anything here yeah. you're just passing the, the you're training. just puppeting and then what you're the guy before you die did. because That's, you don't know how to do it he says it became a teaching moment of the difference between the mindset of do we look at training as a chance to improve or do we want to win the training? And I think even here in the U.S., like sometimes that was the case too. Like we just wanted to win the training. Perfect opposed- example: land nav. Yeah, land <laughs> navigation, a hundred ten percent. Like because if you asked too many questions, you were holding it up, blah blah blah. You got bitched out. You got like yelled at. You were told you were dumb, blah blah. Which in my case a, was true. Another team is hit getting their points, and you're like, oh well, that's one. And so you cheat. It's like you you want like sometimes you're kind of pressured to win the training as opposed to like actually train and learn. Um, so he paused and fixed that. So, yeah, that is pretty interesting. That's interesting to look at. Um, I do like the Russian version of good initiative, bad judgment. Initiative fucks the initiator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's a much more Russian way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, because he was but, saying if you do try to show that and you didn't do yeah. exactly to what your plan was, then they, you get in trouble for the Russians. Yeah. And here, you there's a line in fitness reports for staff NCOs for Marines where can you predict commander's intent Mm -hmm. and if you can then that is a great marker of a good enlisted leader that you know what the commanding officer wants to do you predict it and you initiate it before they even say anything Mm -hmm. yeah especially when you're talking about in the battlefield where you don't necessarily have a lot of time to make a decision Mm -hmm. you you can't wait to see like all right does this go up through four different people and and come back down that i can go ahead and do this because by then something bad could happen and this really all boils down to the way that we do it train and then trust 
Yes. If you don't train appropriately, trust goes out the window. Right. So train and then trust. And I, I also think article. it's important as a leader to instill in your junior leaders that if you make a mistake, that's okay because you can learn from that mistake mm-hmm. and, and not make it again. But they can't be so afraid to make a judgment call that they don't make any call. Just fucking mm-hmm. act. Don't yes. Do something. And that yeah. was the biggest – whenever we did IED lanes, that's the uh, – if you came across two in the same area – I would just scream at the Marines because you want it to be like chaos sometimes mm-hmm. where they are having to, when your mind is just like, oh shit, staff starting fucking screaming. Right, right we got to do here. something. It's... We have to do something. i be like, act, act, yeah. act, act. You got to get in that mindset. Yeah. And it, right. I mean, it kind of harkens back to the, the, the very famous. <laughs> hey there, devil dog. <laughs> it harkens back to the, the very well-known patent quote, a good plan executed violently today is better than a perfect plan executed a week from now. Exactly right. Let's move on to save rounds and alibis. We'll start with you, Nick. What do you got? The next round is brought to you by our good friend at Ridge Wallet. Ridge Wallet is an ultra-slim minimalist, minimal, minimalist wallet. Minimalist wallet. There it is. It holds up to 12 cards plus some room for cash. There's over 30 colors and styles. In fact, I didn't know that this was going to be one of our sponsors. I saw my guy Large walking around with one, and I said, where did you get that? Because I have my wallet. Let's see your wallet, Cons. Are you a fat boy wallet right now? No, I cannot I'm, wait I'm to get mine in the mail. Look at see, mine. Look at my fat shit. Nope. That's, this is all you need, that's folks. Insane. This that, is all you that need. You do, I don't use one. That you now I will basically with Ridge use cigarette versions of Lucy's as your that's your. This back is why I need Ridge wallet. wallet. You know what I just got from Ridge Wallet? Their key compactor. That is amazing too, because yep. I mm-hmm. always sit down in my truck once I get in there. It'll poke me in the leg. I don't like that. They also have the new key cases that Kate was telling you about. It secures anywhere from two to six keys. If you have more than six keys in 2022, are you a janitor? Like that's yeah. the only other way that you can do that. Like, and if you are, good on you. you I know? actually don't. The only keys I have on mine now is just our two cars. I have one key, and it's to my mailbox. Oh, I do have my mailbox key. I too, have yeah. a, a fob for my apartment, and I have obviously a fob for my car. What would you name it? Fob Omar or fob in any of those? No. Oh. Maybe fob chaps. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Fuck it. Yeah, name it. Somebody name a fob after me. That would be awesome. Uh, they have six colors, including carbon fire and burnt titanium. Go to ridge.com. Use the promo code ZBT for 10% off your order. Here we go. Save rounds. Just happy to be back. Had a yeah, rough you were go of it. Oh, man. He was, had in the, sick. He was SIQ for a while. Had the, yep. uh, the little one had a uh, little pneumonia, so we oh. were past that, and then she gave it off you know, to the rest of the house. But, um, you know, happy to be back. Ate a lot of carbs, which was, which was fun. <laughs> um, I don't do that on the reg. Um, but um, was uh, I'm very happy to just be back. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Um, my Navy birthday gift for you, which is part of Zero Blog Thirty. For Nick. Mm, let's see. It's a party. Okay. I got you. This is not to increase your height in some small <laughs> way. It's <laughs> just so you're. Fuck uh, is that? Just little heel pads. Soles. How am I supposed to read into this? To protect the heel not from Not to lift you up in your yeah, shoes Yeah, those are nice, Kate. That was very kind. Thank this you. is not kind. Yeah. This is um, That was nice. This is Cons, disgusting. I got oh you God. a nice little brush oh, for your perfect. hair. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is great. So you have, you were talking about this morning, your hair is doing well. Love it. And Chaps, anti-diarrheal while I'm you're here. I'm almost out. Thank you, my favorite. I knew you were favorite. almost out. So big party day. It's almost Friday. Nick is back. It's good vibes all, right. all around. 
whole crew's in the office. Mm. You're welcome, everyone. Mm. Cons, any save rounds? Yes, I have a few. Uh, number one, sorry, it's a little bit more of a somber note. We have a, a listener, it's a guy, Ray Ray. He's a huge fan of ZBT, always yeah. listening. Just want to send some good vibes him way, his way. He just got some uh, unfortunate medical news mm. uh, that I... You know, don't need to divulge, but he, he's he's going through it a little bit right now. We just yeah. want to send some good Huge vibes penis. to him. No, no, <laughs> no, okay. no. Well, no. we don't want to say. Yeah, don't, don't say, say no. Don't, oh, don't say no. Does. All right, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're right. You're right. No, you're got right. a real little um, cop. Well, yeah. thinking yeah. of him for sure. Yeah, yes, he's sure. Uh, interacted sure. with him online. Right, Seems yeah. like a lovely, lovely uh, guy. Awesome guy. Huge supporter. Um, Khan's Critic Corner. I highly, 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 highly recommend on Netflix the Redeem Team documentary about the 2008 USA basketball team Mm. that had to come back in the Olympics after 2004, win in bronze, and ultimately win the gold. Just for the Kobe stories, go. I mean, and Kobe's getting interviewed in it, so it's kind of odd because obviously, you know, he's since passed, but to hear his commentary on what was going on with that team it's very interesting and how much yeah. all those guys loved him too yes yeah yes um and and certainly uh our guy coach k you know being the one to get selected to turn things around was yeah very very cool uh and then lastly um very interesting note from the sergeant major of the army sergeant major grinston kate's bestie he is looking into Waiving height and weight standards if you can score a certain score on your PT test. We do that. Do you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you get 285 or above, it used to be anyway. I don't know if it still is. 285 or above, no tape. And, oh, in fact, if you're a first-class pft they didn't do neck, t- neck tapes anymore either. And you could be huge. You could be in yeah. your little wheelchair thing at Walmart during the weekday. But if some, you could pass like you the need PFT. To have some of those what, are the, what are the standards? So Basically, like, you got to be skinny. Yeah, skin it really helps. comes down uh, to it. So, like, for it really, Marine PFT is really designed for the skinny person, too. Like, me, when I, there's a time when I was in, I was like 150, 155 pounds. Me doing 20 pull ups was fucking easy. Like, that yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. shit. But somebody that weighed 205 pounds that's on the higher end, them doing 20 pull ups is impressive as shit because they weigh so much more. Yeah. Yeah. You could be like a, like, truly, there are people who are like big boned, like who mm-hmm. are, cor- like I say corn fed, but like who are brick shit houses who are awesome at their jobs. They're amazing, but they don't make tape just because of the way their bodies built are built. like Trent. And so then like they could Marshall be awesome, but if you're not physically meeting the standards, it's hard to get promoted. It's hard to whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and then pe- these people who could be wonderful end up getting out because they're so fucking tired of it. Yeah. Like, so, technically, yeah. according to the army, like I was out of regs and I was overweight. Meanwhile, like <laughs> when I came to my, my first battalion, uh, you know, I scored a better PT score than, than everybody. Like no big deal. Like, you know, ran, ran a two mile in 10 minutes, 53 seconds. You well, guys they paid can you do the math in, on that. And they gave you an education to stay in shape. All so. right. Either way, either way. No, but like you think about, especially now with the army PT test with how many elements are having to do with actual strength and not just, you know, running and push ups and sit ups. So I, and when I think about what are the types of people that I want in my platoon when I'm going to battle, I want the dudes who look like brick shit houses, who look like football players or wrestlers. I want the or women who can lunchbox. Yeah, mm-hmm. lunchbox. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want the athletic looking people. I don't really care if they yeah. can get taped on and adhere to a certain number. So I think it's awesome from Sergeant Major that he's doing that and exploring that. And it's just yet another example of him using common sense things in the army that we've been screaming about for years and years and finally somebody is being a great leader and implementing these changes so shout to our major grinston Catherine. i like it uh so regarding the internet 
army's getting woke, uh, Tucker Carlson gate, all that shit. The army released a statement basically being like, it's not our, it's not our place to talk about that stuff. Well, then fine. Let a bunch of tinfoil hat conspiracy theory incel piece of shit wackadoo weirdos define the narrative of what the army is. By all means, go ahead. Anyway, uh, I don't have anything else. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I, I, that's not what, that's not what was said. What was said was they didn't want to. Well, I mean, I think there's like a cacophony right now of what's going on in and around the army. And it's, it's masking what the actual message was, was that they don't want leaders getting into these political doot-to-doos with people that have no impact on their soldiers and ultimately creating this divisive culture within the military nah, when the military should be more, apolitical. It doesn't create a divisive culture to stand up for your service members. When, when the news and the media, when people with big voices and platforms are spreading misinformation and well, we, bullshit okay. and hate against like women in the military, it's not divisive or political to speak up and be like, actually, this is our military. No, it's blah, not. Blah, blah. It's not. It's so, not. It's not divisive and political to, to stand up for your soldiers. That. But it is divisive. Uh, but I think the army is missing the mark people. on it. I think the army is really missing the mark. They have a huge opportunity right now to step up and to help change the narrative of something we've been struggling with for decades. And I think they're dropping. But I the think ball. that's what they said. And that All is what right. I think we, about. If you that. want to have that same conversation, go back to last week and listen to it on the Thursday <laughs> we'll episode. Just go round and round. It's the same yeah. thing. Um, I don't really have any save rounds either. It was great spending time up here this week. I really enjoyed hanging out with all the other folks. We'll be back uh, for another episode on Monday. We have one of the funniest segments that we've had in a long time. It's with Pat and Joey from our out and about podcast. We're going to do a little bit of smasher pass with famous generals from yesteryear and today. We'll see you then. It's on the retreat.